0: Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. All right, everybody, welcome back to the EverAg podcast for another Market Talk Monday. Today, we have a very special guest, one of the principals of EverAg, one of the founders of the company, joining us from Wisconsin, Mr. Mike North. Mike, thanks for jumping on, buddy.
1: Oh, glad to be here. Glad to be here. We could get in trouble, you know, two Packer f- fans on the same line at the same time. This is, is going to be fun, man.
0: It's Oh, it's going to be good. We should make a podcast about the Packers just in general <laughs> one time. <laughs>
1: Probably, you know, much to the chagrin of some of our uh, co-workers that probably get the, the highest ratings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, but for today, uh, I think what, what we were going to jump in and talk about is a little bit of the soybean and corn market and kind of what you're seeing there, what you're thinking there, um, especially with the, the recent rally into new highs that we saw in beans late last night.
1: Sure, sure. Well, you know if 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 you look at any given day in our market kind of the hot buttons for the market are what's going on in south america by way of weather we've had some rain slowing down the harvest in brazil and that then also slows down the planting of corn because as you've probably seen in those photos from time to time they literally run the planter right behind the combine uh, so some slowness there ongoing dryness in argentina and then You know, on top of that, Chinese buying or, as we saw last week, cancellations. And then to add to that, you have the ongoing participation by our fund community, uh, which, you know, by the way, is holding some pretty sizable positions. And then, of course, you throw into the mix uh, ongoing news events. Tomorrow, Tuesday, 11 o'clock Central Time, USDA releases their monthly supply and demand report, or what we refer to as the
0: WASDE. Speaking of the WASDE, Mike, I guess what would you kind of be looking at uh, for that to pertain to the market as far as tomorrow? I know they're going to have like the, the planting progress is going to be on there. Not a whole lot of states are actually planting right now, so I guess it would be more of a, what, New Mexico, Texas? maybe part of Oklahoma?
1: Yeah, the big three tomorrow actually um, will be what we have by way of U.S. sending stocks. Remember, there's still a lot of banter back and forth about what the export numbers should be here in the, on the U.S. balance sheet. You know, we're at a pace right now that suggests that one of two things has to happen. Either the Chinese need to cancel a bunch of grain or the USDA needs to raise their estimate for the 2020-2021 marketing year on corn and soybeans so tomorrow we'll be watching you know that ending stocks number but you know up a few lines from that bottom line of ending stocks we're going to be also watching what they do with the export number at present we're already north of 90 percent of what the uh, expected or projected uh, export total will be which we don't typically hit until about may or june um, on the corn side of things Soybeans are already pushing near 100% of what their forecast is for the entire marketing year. And, you know, generally we don't hit that right till the end at you know, the uh, uh, end of July or August. And so, uh, you know, one of those two outcomes has to happen, either an adjustment tomorrow or further cancellations as we go forward uh, by by the Chinese. Uh, The second thing in tomorrow's report is going to be the world ending stocks? How will we essentially you know look at Chinese imports of corn? What kind of uh, changes will we see in the south American crops uh, and uh, that aside that's that's the number three thing everybody's going to be watching. What kind of changes is, if any do they make to the Brazil and Argentina? corn and soybean crop, and if you recall, they raised the numbers last month for Brazil, uh, left uh, Argentina mostly flat. If, in fact, some of the the boots-on-the-ground discussion is accurate, we could be uh, due for some increases to that South American soybean crop tomorrow as yields continue to come in, albeit slowly, uh, they're coming in uh, better than expected.
0: So you hit on it a little bit, but I know we've talked before, Mondays and Thursdays are when the export numbers kind of come out on what has been booked, what has been canceled. And I know last week, even into the later part of February, there were quite a few cancellations from different countries um, on the grain side. And it seemed like grains would take a little bit of a dip down 20 to 30 cents per day. And then, you know, to me it looked like the market didn't even really care about that the next day we'd be 30 to 40 45 cents higher how much do you think in the past month that those canceled exports have actually taken into effect because i know a lot of people have called for $16 soybeans $6.50 corn type type areas per se.
1: yeah it's a great question and if you watch uh, those those cancellation uh announcements, they they have an immediate impact. And if you go back and you take a look at last week when uh, those Thursday numbers came out, uh, when when they showed those 445,000 metric tons of cancellations to corn, You know that that rocked the boat. We saw the market very definitively move lower, and we saw the same with soybeans. We we had ninety seven thousand of of ninety seven thousand metric tons. That is of uh, cancellations from unknown destinations there as well. And when that happened, uh, the market fell. Uh, Now uh, we did recover uh, as we came into Friday, but again, there's so many pieces that work simultaneously that while that export story uh, was certainly a focal point for the particular session in which it was released, the market had other things to talk about as we moved into, you know, that Friday session, and so we saw that big update uh, that took over the market and rallied prices higher. So, you know, as we look at this back and forth motion, you know, cancellations are going to be, you know, certainly watched, and they will provide some pressure to the market. But you're going to need to see consistent cancellations. Then you're going to have to see much more sizable cancellations than the ones we saw last week to really get the market's attention. And if and if those become more consistent, and let's face it, you know this is the time of the year when that can happen. You know, if you go back to you know the pre-trade war environment, very commonly you would see China become a very active buyer starting in about October of any given year, and then you know stay active into January. January. January, but then as they saw the results of the South American crop, they would start to cancel some of those sales or, excuse me, purchases that they had made uh, prior as we came into the months of March, April, May. So this is the time of the year when that can happen, and we're obviously watching very closely because it's, it's one of the big things that's been moving these balance sheets towards smaller numbers. So, you know, any cancellation trend that begins will start to take a little bit of steam out of that movement heading into spring
0: and I know this is a big talk on the dairy side of things that you and I kind of go through every day with, with different folks, but the dollar being generically weak right now, I know in the fa- past four trading sessions, it has kind of caught a little bit of a bid. It is a little bit higher. Do you think that the dollar has any influence on these exports either getting out of the country or secondly, you know, being canceled in these last couple of, of weeks here?
1: It does, especially, you know, as we, uh, you know, look at, uh, you know, the buyers that are more heavily influenced by changes in the dollar. If you look at uh, China, you know, the, the the one opportunity that they can get is if that Brazilian real or that Argentine peso shrinks relative to their currency, um, you know, It's not going to be much of an issue between us and China because of how they essentially tie their currency to ours. But as the dollar adjusts, if we see other adjustment uh, in uh, competing supply zones like Brazil and Argentina, then that does become a bigger conversation. And you, you, you talk about this recent move back higher. It, it wasn't long ago that, you know, we, we had a dollar that was, you know, pushing, uh, you know, near par value at 100 backed off into the upper 80s and now is back to about 92 on the index. That, you know, 300 basis point move on the dollar has essentially given way in the midst of a promising harvest um, you know, to to allow China to make some cancellations and do so quite easily. And while they might push those into future crop years or, you know, change uh, origins, they're still at the table. So longer term, you know, the the, the currency trade is going to be one element, but it's not going to be, you know, a, a trend stopper, so to speak. So in the short run, yes. Long story short, uh, as as we have essentially gained value relative to South America, China can more easily, you know, shift some of those purchases to uh, South American origins and drop any commitments they've had to us.
0: Okay, so whether folks have been a grain producer, grain buyer, or even a dairyman looking for feed, a lot of guys have had this, you know, different kind of questions the past. I'd say probably month, month and a half. If anybody would like to reach out and get a hold of you and talk a little bit more on this, Mike, what would be best email, best phone number to reach you at?
1: Sure. So um, my email is uh, man, M-A-N, at ever.ag. And the office number here in Platteville is 608-960-4771.
0: Awesome. And with that, everybody, that's probably going to do it for another Market Talk Monday today with Mr. Mike North, one of the principal owners of Ever Ag. Mike, I greatly appreciate you joining us today. We got a lot of, a lot of good discussion going on here, man.
1: Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Cody. Can't wait till next time when we can talk about the
0: backers. Yeah, uh, me neither. Everybody tune in for our, our next GoPat Go Talk.